0: Don't just be a part of the industry, redefine it.
1: Visit cpfcoaching.com for more information. Discover the leader within. Contact CPF Coaching, LLC today and schedule your strategic session.
2: Hey, security peeps. We are live with another special edition of Breaking into Cybersecurity. I am Renee Small, cybersecurity super recruiter, helping awesome leaders hire great talent. And I'm here with the phenomenal and awesome Alex Harrington of Federal Career Connections. Hi. Say hi to everybody, Alex.
1: Hello, everyone. It's it's, it's great to to be here. Yes.
2: It's been a few months. So um, we took a break over the Christmas break. I have my whole life going on. (laughs) And I know Alex does, too. um, And making sure Federal Career Connection works and continues on. And he's been doing tons of great work. Um, So, tonight we are, we have a great topic for everyone um, that's here. So before I get started, two things I always say is, number one, please share where you are reaching out or where you are viewing us from. If you are, you know, wherever you're viewing us from, please let us know. Um, Secondly, if we are, um, please, 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 we're trying to grow our YouTube channel for a multitude of reasons. So please, please, please follow us on YouTube. Follow Federal Career Connections on YouTube as well. Um, and we're going to get started with Alex talking about his awesome topic. Hey, my co-host is here, Chris Follon. He says, howdy, Renee Small." Howdy, Chris. Chris is never here in the evenings. <laughs> he, Like me, he has little ones, so he's usually pretty busy. And um Tonight, you may see a child or two pop up. Who knows? <laughs> They're in the background. <laughs> and Angela Ling is uh, joining us from Texas. Hey, Thank Angela Ling. Hello, Angela. Thank you so much. We'll make sure to shout people out as we continue. So one more thing before I get started. So, okay. We want everyone to know that there is going to be a huge uh, event coming up this Friday so not only tomorrow so tonight we have this one tomorrow we have our CISO Thursdays and we are going to have Olivia Rose who is a blast she's a barrel of fun if anyone has um, had us on here had had been on here before has seen her before she's a lot of fun so she's Olivia Rose Chief Information Security Officer she's amazing she's going to be here um, tomorrow And then on Friday, I'm having, we're hosting this huge fundraiser um, and the fundraiser is to support uh, an organization that I truly um, think has been doing some amazing, amazing work with women and with girls. Um, And it's called the Power Up Women's Conference. I've been there, they're in their eighth year and I've been affiliated with them for about four or so years. And um I chaired or coach, I have co-chaired and chaired the teen conference, the teen component. And what we do for the teens is we um introduce them to careers. Well, I, I'm always, you know, I'm always gonna be talking about careers in cyber. <laughs> so I talk about careers in cyber, I talk about careers in STEM. Um, but it's empowering for teens. We we do teen empowerment. So the women's component is the women's empowerment. In regards to the teens, it's the teens empowerment. So some of the topics that we've had in the past and we've had, especially when when we were in person, we had, um, uh, I don't remember if you guys remember, uh, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, so Aunt Viv from Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. She came through and she talked to the teens. That was phenomenal. We've had um, people giving them self-defense. So we had them, we were teaching them like, hey, if somebody comes up to you, this is how you, you know, you take your cell phone. This is what you do. So uh, self-defense courses. We've had people talk to them about human trafficking. We've had judges and wardens and things like that come in and talk about that. We've had um, the fun stuff. So you know the fashion shows and pretty much the hair and makeup and you know how to feel confident as a teen within yourself. So we've done that and of course we always pepper it in with some cyber and some careers in STEM. So we've had some young people who have been um young people in cybersecurity, young people in STEM and they've come and they've talked to the teens. So we're doing a huge fundraiser this Friday. We're trying to raise a ton of money And usually the folks that we raise, we always raise money for people who, um, teens from disenfranchised communities. So teens who likely would not be able to come to a conference like this. Like we've had some teens from Baltimore, some typically in Northern Virginia in the – Ashburn or Loudoun County or Chantilly area in Northern Virginia outside of DC. We've had teens come in from D- Washington, DC, teens from Baltimore. So typically we try to bring in teens that we that are from disenfranchised communities that we, we sponsor them. So we want to kind of like share with them, hey, this is what, this is the, 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 you know, teens that typically would not get access to something like this. So we're going to have a fundraiser for that. Stay tuned. I'm coming to everybody. I'm, I'm coming with my handout. <laughs> I'm coming with the collection plate. Once a year, I come out with my collection plate. So I will be asking for funds um, for this. It's something that's near and dear to my heart. So, Alex, let me shout a couple more people out, and then I'm going to let you get started. So Dave Michi is here. Hey, Dave. He's coming. He's uh, shouting us out from Kentucky. Kentucky, um, that's Sharifat is in Calgary. We got people all over the place. What's the That's weather awesome. like? What's the weather like in Calgary? That's pretty cool. In Kentucky, what's the Probably weather cold.
1: like? Probably cold. That was hey, Calgary. Is that is that uh, north of Montana? Correct. <laughs> I, I
2: think it's somewhere. In Cal- I think it's somewhere in Canada for sure. Yeah. yeah. So
1: my wife is. I you know, just to let you know. Uh, my I married my beautiful, beautiful wife. She's from Canada. She's from uh, British Columbia. So, but uh, I've heard of uh, Calgary as well.
2: Yeah, my my grandmother, I um, used to go visit on my dad's side. She lived in, she's originally from Antigua, so they're from the Caribbean, but she moved to Toronto. So I have a lot of cousins. I have cousins and an uncle in Toronto. I haven't been there in ages, but I need to go. It's a fun, it's an awesome city. Um, And then Charles is here from Missouri. So definitely got a couple people checking us out. So Alex, I'm going to, oh, from El Paso, Arturo is here from El Paso. He said basically Mexico. (laughs) Arturo, you're too funny. If you hear background noise, just so you know, it's 7 p.m. Eastern in Northern Virginia. My kids are like on the other side of the screen (laughs) getting into stuff. So I'm going to have Alex take it away um, and talk about careers, all different types of careers. Jacksonville, Florida is in the house. Dave says he's cold 30 degrees right now where he is. Um, so I'm gonna have Alex take it away and talk about careers in the military, careers and uh, multiple different types of careers. And Alex, please share with everyone about Federal Career Connection too. You're a phenomenal and amazing um, organization. You
1: got it. And let me just do this before I begin. I'm just going to grab the, um, let see if this will work here. I'm going to grab the URL from one of the latest blogs uh, that's on federal, So let me see if I can post this, give it to you. Let me.
2: Yeah, I will share it. I'll be sure Hopefully
1: to share work. it. Hopefully that works. Hold on one second. And, and I'll shout more
2: people out while you're doing that. You Myrtle's here from Jacksonville. Uh, Sterling is here from San Diego. Woohoo! Hey, Sterling. Okay, so I'm gonna post this up here.
1: So yeah, so I'll make this. I'll I'll do just a brief kickoff, and I'll break it into two parts. One is uh, really the kind of the kickoff uh, for Federal Career Connection, uh, which Federal Career Connection Incorporated is a is a new nonprofit uh, and is organized to help aspiring. Uh, citizens Americans job seekers to uh, to really to uh, to learn to understand and how to navigate to either public national military or other federal service opportunities and so I've been uh, this year uh, in in Really, it's federal career connection is is growing into. Hopefully, it will be a good, reliable resource. By definitely, it will. Hopefully, hopefully, we'll have two uh, major. Uh, I would say uh, initiatives completed by end of this year: a, a rebooted website, along with a uh, along with a handbook, and that will complement each other when it comes to providing uh, awareness and resources and disinformation. Kind of that uh, uh, that first level information of the many opportunities within uh, within uh, public, national, military, and other service organization. For me, it's kind of learning as well as I'm doing my research to understand what what uh, opportunities are out there for service. But I will, I'll begin with this. I think right now we are definitely. And I'll take this, take this from, a, from a personal to a macro level. Service, I know for me, service has really helped me uh, uh, grow uh, in ways that, you know, where I come from, from a small town in, in Ohio, a population of about 6,000 people. Uh, and, you know, I was, you know, for, you know, for me, uh, I, I, my first service was military in the Marine Corps. Um, it was actually you know I joined on a dare of all things uh, but uh, but in that during that time uh, got to experience some things I will never never forget that stays with me to this day in my in my mid really my midlife at this time uh, and, uh, and currently as I'm a civil servant within the federal government working for a, a federal law enforcement group, service for me has become, kind of uh, a a banner of responsibility uh, and in civic duty. Uh, And so for me, uh, it's always every day I think about what I do each day. How does it have impact for those around me? Not just uh, the services or the protection to provide to people. For example, uh, the individual from El Paso, we have uh, obviously uh, field operators there, border patrol there. Uh, so we do we do the folks on the front line, the frontline personnel uh, from border patrol, from Air and marine through uh, field operations, they just do an amazing job protecting the border to facilitating trade and travel. So I have kind of a connection to that in a support uh, position for me has really, you know it gives me still this old marine vet a chance to serve. Um, so for me personally, As I each year, each year, as I continue to, I guess, develop and grow um, service for me has really become uh, a kind of a a, an obligation, especially not only in my position, but also in my community and those who I who I volunteer with Um, at the macro level. uh, I think service, I think, you know, of all the you know, we have roughly roughly I don't know, 360 million, give or take, million, uh, uh, a million uh, uh, individuals in our country. Um, and of that 360 million, uh, we have roughly about 7% who actually serve, either in public or national or military. Very low percentage. Uh, and, and it's really, you know, and there's so many individuals out there who are doing, You know, just, uh, you know, laymen's work, they're they're in their communities, they're volunteering at churches, volunteering at food banks, what you do with your organizations. There's so many actually are doing amazing things, but we definitely could use more people because there are definitely benefits of service, not only helping other individuals, but also to be able to connect with other individuals, uh, diverse individuals when you're with people who have a one mission, one mindset of helping other individuals, your your respective, you know, your differences, they don't really matter because all your focus on one mission. And it's one of the things I love about the Marine Corps. They taught in the Marine Corps, you know, you're only one Marine. Uh, there's no Asian Marine, African-American Marine. It's just one Marine, you know? And so I've always... That kind of was really was kicked into me, and it's something that I always you know carry with me. So when you're focused on one mission, one challenge, one situation as a group, you know you you're, you're bonded. You know you are with like-minded individuals. So there are so many benefits of of service. So with service in this year, when, what we're doing is as part of the volunteers, along with Chris Westbrook and uh, James Still and other people as they're focusing on still providing uh, really top-notch webinars when it comes to federal jobs under public service, uh, my focus this year will be actually uh, writing uh, a book on the various ways that you can serve. And for me, as as I started my research, I actually began with a report that was, uh, that was a, rec- that was really, this report goes back to a, to the National Defense Authorization Act in 2017, when then John McCain basically said to Congress, we're having, there's some challenges when it comes to either recruitment in our military, or when it comes to uh, AmeriCorps, we only have roughly really, about 80,000 people a year participating AmeriCorps services or in federal government. Uh, we have a, a bulk of individuals who are about to retire. And so there's there's some, uh, I would say some attrition issues across those three service platforms that I believe John McCain was worried about. And that's why they put into, the, uh, into this authorization act to form this commission and to, to review and to study uh, the, the service environments and how we can do, be better in actually recruiting and building awareness and recruiting and helping people become more civic-minded through civic education and also uh, service learning. So this year is going to be a special year for me, and I I think in a lot of ways this might be a capstone to a lot of the work that I've been doing when it comes to, you you know, being with Federal Career Connection all the way back to 2012 and seeing it become a nonprofit just last year. This book, along with the website, will hopefully be a good resource for those who are aspiring to to either enter public service, uh, i.e. federal jobs, um, state, local, uh, tribal. uh, Those who maybe are thinking about uh, national service, uh, for for example, AmeriCorps or Peace Corps, uh, and also military service, which I'm a big proponent on. Really, a lot of ways, a big proponent for mandatory service. Where I think anybody who any any young man or woman who is eligible by age and, and by also by you know physical ac- attributes, they should they should consider uh, military service. And military service doesn't ha- doesn't just have to be active duty. There's thirteen brand- there's thirteen opportunities within military service, from active duty to the National Guard to the reserves. So you don't have to commit full time to wear that uniform. And then the other federal services. There's so much out there. There's probably a, a, there's individuals out there right now who didn't realize uh, we have a Merchant Marine Academy, and we have a Public Health Corps, and other many other ways you can serve your country uh, when it comes to service. So the link that I sent you was kind of just a top level links. To all the breakdown of the different service opportunities within the within the federal ecosystem, and then, of course, uh, we'll talk about basically in terms of the you know the uh, some of the mechanics of looking and you know kind of that uh, that push of going after that respective service area. But hopefully, this was a good, this is a quick introduction to uh, to hopefully what Federal Career Connection Incorporated will be pushing out by the end of this year to help those aspiring individuals to perform their civic responsibility and their service and really their civic and, and really service responsibilities in any area that they feel called into. So I'm looking forward.
2: Um, Alex, that's such a great intro- introduction. Um, I actually have a couple of questions before I jump into the questions, folks, everyone, federalcareerconnection.org, if you go to this link, discover your calling in public, national, or military service pretty much is the the, the, the research or what this topic is based on, what this talk tonight is based on. So please check it out. Um, Jamal is shouting us out from Dallas, so another Texas person in the house here, um, and you know what I want to know, Alex? So a couple, of, I have so many questions. One, I was just surprised at the level of the amount of uh, uh, service agencies that you don't have to do full-time because you would think, you know, I'm 18, 20, 21, 24, whatever it is, and I want to go into the service and it's a full-time thing, right? So I enlist and I'm, I'm in. Um, versus someone who potentially has a career or whatever and doesn't necessarily want to step away full time from their career, and they want to do this, or has a family, you know, whatever it is, um, and wants to do this. So I'm curious about a, you know, some of the the orgs. If you could, if you could, if if you have the um, the opportunity to to break down or share with us some of the ones because I, I believe a lot of the folks here are already kind of like mid-career in their careers and two if you happen to know this I don't know if you know or not what the age range because I know there's different cutoffs and things so if somebody's 45 can they you know can they jump in you know I'm with you I 100% deg- I, I agree that I, I think it would be great if all of our young people did in the military, you know, like just got that baseline for X amount of years, almost like how it's done in Israel and some of these other countries where, you know, you graduate, this is what you, you know, you do this for a moment, for a point in time, and then you move on from there. So, but I'm very, very curious about age limits and um, the areas that are open to people who do not have um, or who cannot go into the military full time.
1: So when it comes to <laughs> and
2: Jamal says early call early forty. Call.
1: So when Jamal, it comes- me and
2: you both, <laughs> and I'm not early. I'm mid.
1: <laughs> well, I've known some individuals. There are special areas uh, in the military that you can be above the average cutoff is 39, um, and also, but there are special fields. That they do provide you know age waivers, uh, the, cha- uh, the, cha- uh, the chaplaincy or the chaplain corps, um, professional uh, 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 careers such as lawyers or doctors, nurses. those things that you would have to do your individual research. I know cybersecurity, hence you know in this environment here, cybersecurity is a big uh, a big issue uh and a big need uh within the federal government uh, a lot of agencies uh my agency department of homeland security they have special hiring authorities for homeland uh, for cybersecurity, intern programs for cybersecurity, because it's it's such a big need right now you know last week i get a call and we almost got tri- i almost got tripped with it my wife almost got tripped with this a little bit we got a call from you i'm being a, a veteran, I'm with USAA. It's a military bank, and we get a call from USAA regarding uh, that we had a couple thousand. Do- somebody spent a couple thousand dollars on Amazon, and they asked, and the individual asked me, "You know, did you authorize this charge?" He said, "I did not." So he started asking me questions. Well, I've been with USAA for a long time, and since the 1990s, when uh, when I first joined them when I was working for the VFW Washington office in D.C., well, I, can, I detected in their customer service, it wasn't typical customer service as a USA, USAA representative. So I started questioning them. So I asked them, before we continue this conversation, please tell me what rank I left the Marine Corps, because USA knows. Well, the individual couldn't tell me. And so I said, well, I'll tell you what, I'll call them on Monday, I hung up, and I caught, contacted the fraud department through USA. And, and I reached somebody, and they said, yes, unfortunately, there are scammers out there using mask numbers now. And they've taken a few of our USA members. Luckily, I knew the MO, the, the, the really the customer service kind of the tone, you know, the, the demeanor. I knew their MO. This individual didn't have it. So we need you guys. We need you guys in the fight, either in federal service or a government service, either in private sector. Uh, Military service. But to get to uh, Renee's question, there are, you know, for those individuals who are qualified, I would encourage you to look into it. I know for me, uh, you know, it really depends. In the blog, the link I sent has 13 links to, for example, you have DOD, like the Marine Corps, the Navy, you have Homeland Security, the Coast Guard, and obviously the Reserves and National Guard. So there are many opportunities you can look into. In my research, I was researching on reasons why a lot of young people do not join the military. Some say well, they're going off to college, but the in the top in the top three the in the top three was I just don't want to die, and I get that. Uh, I understand that um, uh, that's something that's you know when it comes to the military you have to take that consideration, um, but I wouldn't let that alone. Deter you? I mean, for me, um, you know, I didn't want to go into the sandbox myself uh, the first time around. I was with I was with a marine. The I was with Seventh uh, uh, Marine Expeditionary Brigade in Twenty Nine Palms. We were the first ones in the Persian Gulf the first time around. We were there. We we're there within the week. You know, I, I'll be honest with you. I didn't want to be there. However, you know, to be able to serve along. It, these amazing individuals to be part of something bigger than you. You know, sometimes when you put the death aside, um, it's something that you can know it can never take away from you. Uh, so, but I do understand the fear of death or leaving home from family. Uh, I totally understand that. But there's more that military service can do for you than, you know, than the, than the, than the, the fear side. For me, the military took this misfit from Bellevue, Ohio, who was kicked out his senior year in high school for fighting every Tom, Dick, and Harry, and, he, and they straightened him out. And now I'm a senior manager within the federal government, working with amazing individuals, doing some really cool stuff, and building a nonprofit on this, on the side. And I think all of that, I think the Marine Corps has, is a part of that, of how much how much they they made me and, and changed my life. So military service is such an adventure, and it's also a struggle, but everything is a struggle in life. But there are many opportunities. Again, the average age cutoff is 39, but there are special waivers, I believe, for special career fields within the military. Or if you don't want to put on the uniform, there are many uh, civilian uh, occupations within Department of Defense that you can look into, both here in the United States and both outside the United States. And I would say for me, my government time as a civilian was in three countries uh, starting off. And I, I would say, I, you know, for those individuals who want to maybe, you know, expand their network or expand their reach and, and maybe look at, look at the entire world, I said go for it because I was able to do it myself. So there are many opportunities within Depart- uh, with DOD Department of Defense as a civilian working in the military. And if you're at the age where you're if you're at that age where you're like, you know what, I'm just too old but I would love to put on the uniform, there are some positions in the military as a civilian that you would have to wear a uniform as an emergency essential when I was in South Korea, you know, I was considered emergency essential. So if if, if you know if, if if North Korea went into South Korea, I would I was I was I was basically said you would have to stay, and they give you a uniform. So even if you want to have a little of, that, little of that excitement, but as a civilian, there are opportunities in the Department of Defense, and also there are many opportunities within the other uh, uh, agencies out there, accepted agencies, and also you can look into such as CIA. Uh, uh, def- also, DIA, Defense uh, Intelligence Agency, uh, USAID, P- uh, uh, the uh, uh, um, as a, a foreign service officer. So there are so many opportunities you can look into, but the question is, how do you navigate to those opportunities? Well, federal career connection, along with some real, uh, along with other great resources out there but with our blog federal career connection we do try to pull in a lot of different links for you to actually start pull, uh, reading and learning on so hopefully when it comes to building that awareness of where you can serve either in multi, either in uniform or not in uniform but within a within an organization within the agency that touches national security there are definitely opportunities there because based off the numbers based off retirements more people will be leaving the federal government. And I will say some people have left, left the federal government because of what's going on today with the vaccine. So there are opportunities even now coming about because people would decide to leave because they don't want that vaccine. So for those who want to go into federal service or military service or even public service, there are opportunities. But the next part of this conversation in our last few moments I'll, I'll kind of talk about how to do that, but I want to take a pause here and throw it back to, uh, back to Renee. Yeah.
2: Awesome. So um, Alex and, and audience, the link is here, federalcareerconnection.org. I will also tag it in the uh, LinkedIn and in the chat so you all know how to connect with Federal Career Connection. So not only does Alex come here once a month, Federal Career Connection, which is the organization that he started, has a monthly uh, webinar focused on all types of federal, military, various types of careers that are um, civil servant, you know, government focused, all of that. So please, please, please check him out. Follow Alex. Connect with him. Go to Federal Career Connection. We've had tons of great opportunities that have come out of this. We've had Bibi, uh, Bibi Hadid, that's her last name, right? Who has, who became, um, who watched one of these shows a few months ago, and then very shortly thereafter connected with the folks at um, Federal Career Connection, and now she is a part of the organization, like she was able to join. So definitely check it out. That's number one. Um, Number two, like I said, the blog, Discover Your Calling in Public and National or Military Service. The blog is there. The link is there. Check that out, federalcareerconnection.org. Number three, I'm going to be – I'm a salesperson this week. I'm a fundraiser. (laughs) I'm going to be talking about this one now until March. I am hosting – I'll put it up in a second. um, The Teen Con – Teen Edition of the Power Up Women's Conference – we do it once a year. It's, an, it's the conference is in its eighth year. Um, I've been participating in the conference for about four years. I have a blast working with the teens. This year, we're raising funds for teen STEM kits. We always bring in, you know, I always infuse cyber in there and STEM. Um, it's an amazing conference. If you have women in your life, the Power Up Women's Conference, I'm going to put, that, put the, um, the link in the chat. Buy a ticket is virtual, it's amazing. And then for the teens, we are raising funds for the teens so that they can get STEM kits um, because we want to provide scholarships for teenagers that typically would not have an opportunity to come to a conference like this. So you'll hear me say that a few times um, and put something in the chat in regards to that. Now, there are a couple of questions here or comments. Uh, David, so Sherry. Is or Cherie Darnese Burrell is from Bur- Burrell Worldwide in Beverly Hills. So someone joined us from Beverly Hills, which is awesome. Uh, Dave Michi wants to share a good website to help folks on their cyber career path called CyberNights.us. So if folks who want to free resources, um, check that out. Brooklyn twenty nine says, "I am trying to go to the Navy Reserves." Which is pretty cool um jamal says i'm a mid-reserve career military trying to go to warrant, but not working on the civilian side using those military benefits that civilians don't get has been a blessing though so you know he put it out there what he's doing and then arturo said what is the path more or less if i decided to join the military and end up in their cyber security field so alex do you know
1: so that's definitely a good question. So the first off is, number one, talk to, it depends what branch you, you're looking at. I know that um, when I think of cyber, I think actually I, I think of either Department of the Army uh, and also uh, Department of the Navy. And so I would definitely talk to their respective recruiters and find out what career paths are actually tied to cybersecurity. Because I know they do have them. and. What's really amazing about that is that um, is that if you do, if you're able to enter into military service, and, and gain that experience in cybersecurity or in a related IT IT field, uh, that definitely could be crosswalked and back into the private sector. Uh, there's definitely there's legisl- legislation out there now trying to help uh, veterans or military those who Uh, who gain amazing experience within the military uh, to be able to actually uh, take those credentials and crosswalk them back into the civilian sector. DOD is also trying to help individuals transition back to the civilian sector through, uh, through programs such as the DOD Skill Bridge, where they allow active duty members who have roughly about 180 days. And I think this Keep, keep in mind, I think this is in the D.C. metro area and maybe in some other areas. It's called DOD Skill Bridge. But they do allow current active duty members who have about like 180, day, 180 days left to actually kind of do it co-op within a civilian environment, either a government or private sector, nonprofit. So the Congress and DOD are realizing that just the benefits of what the military provides when it comes to just the training and experience to their, to, to, to service members. Uh, So talk to that recruiter and see what opportunities they have and and go from there. Uh, Because again, I know that cybersecurity is definitely a growing field, especially in today what's going on. So uh, definitely my best for you, my best.
2: Absolutely. And we know specifically in your uh, organization, Department of Homeland Security, how much the cyber um, skill set is so very needed in this space. So Brooklyn 29 says great organization. And I believe it's when we're talking about um, Federal Career Connection. So which is cool. Ernest says, I'm trying to join. I'm trying to join the Navy. So. Good for you. Yeah. Join. Don't try.
1: Good for you. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, uh, I do know. Just, this, this, just, this in defense, I know sometimes it's, it's there's some ho- uh, there's some hoops
2: okay, that gotcha go
1: through. I to think one, one of the best examples uh, that I think, if you want to fill, if you're uh, Ernest, I believe Ernest, if you want to get some motivation going, there's a great book out there uh, by David. I want to say by David Goggins. Last name is Goggins. He actually went into the Navy, but he, um, it was amazing story. It's a, it's a book. Uh, I I believe the title is called, uh, you can't hurt, but it's by Goggins. It's uh last name is G O G G I N S. But he was a individual who is overweight and over 300 pounds. He wanted to join the Navy. He went to a recruiter and the recruiter said, Hey, there's no way. In two months, he lost all that weight to get in to be eligible to go into the navy. So, if you want to feel, get inspired, and get kicked in the butt by by through, uh, I call it uh, bibliotherapy. Uh, get uh, David Goggins' book, and uh, and there'll be there'll be no excuses for you from that point on.
2: It's so funny. Every guy I know, and I don't know if I, I know a lot of just guys, guys. <laughs> They're all huge fans of Goggins. And um, what's the other one? It's Goggins and Jocko. <laughs> like, all I hear about is Goggins, David Goggins and Jocko. Like, get after it, get after it, get after it. Yeah. So um, totally, totally uh, understand that. J- uh, Ernest is laughing at me because he, <laughs> he he's probably a fan too. Everyone's a fan of these guys. Okay, so uh, Jamal was saying possibly Space Force. Um, could be another arena for folks to get into. Uh, Ernest is into IT as well. He's into IT too. So that is um, another, another area, a place where we could go. Um, Ernest says, thanks so much. You're welcome, Ernest. Um, and then again, I just want to shout out the Power Up Women's Conference. So if you have women in your lives, that need empowerment. It's like a female version of Goggins. <laughs> There's this late. So I'm gonna shout out a couple people um who, or I guess one person right now, because she she really it it really um blends with this particular uh live stream tonight. Her name is Christy Rutherford, she is absolutely amazing, and she is um also military, she was in the Coast Guard. I don't, I can't remember what rank she left at, but it's a really, really high rank. And I call her the female Goggins. Like she was like, she <laughs> whips you into shape. She's amazing. And she is going to be one of the speakers at this conference. So um, she's been a guest on here a few times. She's absolutely phenomenal. I mean, she comes, she, she is uh, motivational she is she's like a preacher and then she also tells you you know she tells you the truth like hey this is what it is this is what you need to do to get it together so um if you have women in your life definitely absolutely power up women's conference go there buy a ticket gift somebody a ticket and definitely uh sponsor a couple of teams i'm not even gonna say sponsor one you gotta sponsor a couple of teams (laughs) for the conference so uh ernest says renee you are the best um so Alex, I want you to continue on. I mean, there's so many pieces to this puzzle of folks trying to break into the federal government. And I think, you know, you touched on a couple of topics that I'm seeing too. So as a person who recruits in security in this space um, and, and technology as a whole, I am seeing people who are like, you know what? I don't want a, I don't want the vaccine. I'm looking for companies that either don't have it or, you know, I'm seeing this great resignation happening. Uh, And people looking for various opportunities. And as I heard you talk about that and people resigning and saying, you know, like either going into early retirement or retirement or resignation or whatever, and folks, there's just such a huge opportunity. And I feel like with the federal government, the folks that don't don't know or just service as a whole, those those of us who have been on the commercial side, we don't necessarily know you know, what to do, how to break in, all that stuff. That's why I keep telling people go to Federal Career Connection because you all show people how to do that. We don't necessarily know how to do that, but I think there's just this huge opportunity because I feel like more so than the the the, the corporate side or the commercial side, the federal side is more open to people who are like, have less experience, have the education and the credentials, but don't have the experience where I feel like the folks on the commercial side are more so into experience. Like, they'll take somebody to have, like, you know, they'll say, okay, we need a cert, but they really, really heavy on the experience side. Whereas on the federal side, it's a little bit less about that, as much. It's not as much. It's not as much focus on actual um, um, experience skills. It's like, hey, if you have the education, you have a degree, or you have X certifications, or what have you? You have these transferable skills. We will give you a shot. So, um, Alex, can you talk to that and just uh, you know give more details since you've been in this space for such a long time? Well,
1: I would say, and I'm going to respect, respectfully disagree a bit. Oh, okay. There are some positions. Well, you're right. Be honest. <laughs> one thing I love about the federal government. Uh, I mean, the you know the average age is 41. Uh, education level. We have a higher ratio of those with degrees compared to the private sector. Um, We're veteran population. We're we're, I know we're in a thirty percent range uh, and more than thirty percent, I believe. And so the federal government is definitely changing. It still has what's unique about the federal government that I do not believe that the private sector has. However, and this is based off facts, is the age demographic. The federal government has still still currently has the five generations, distinct generations from, from the, the, the pre-millennials all the way through the traditionalists, those who are like in their 70s and, and older. And those in that age group, the latter, definitely a small, small percentage to the 2.1, 2.2 million uh, uh, federal employees, but they're still working in the federal government. So the one thing I will say about the federal government that that, that, that does a better job at compared to the private sector is um, you don't, they don't force you to retire in most positions. Now, there are positions that there are mandatory retirement ages, such as law enforcement, obviously. Um, but there are many positions that you can work until you're 101 years old. The one thing I love about the Peace Corps, which if my health allows me to, you know, at the Peace Corps, um, is uh, there's no age requirement. Uh, so you can be in your 80s and apply to be a, a Peace Corps volunteer. So the one thing I do appreciate about the government, it it has all the distinct generations right now in its workforce of roughly about 2.1 million people. That's excluding uh, uh, post excluding the military. The other thing about the and also I mentioned uh, about the education higher ratio compared to the private sector. The other thing is about the federal government; it does give you so much opportunities to to train, to to, to learn, to allow you to develop your skill sets, your credentials. It definitely is definitely focused in individual uh, in t- focus into individual development. Okay. On the application side, for those who are trying to navigate into the federal government, either be it public service or national service or military service, obviously, it depends what area you're trying to get into, depends what education or experience that you need. For those who want to maybe um, go into the um, the JAG Corps in the military to be a lawyer, obviously, you have to have a law degree. So you have to have that education requirement. For those who maybe want to start going and enlist, you do not have to have a college degree to enlist in the military. Uh, public service for federal jobs. For those who are trying to you know, become a senior executive uh, service, the senior executive service was actually formed in 1978. They're really the organizations, uh, the, 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 the the vice presidents of the organization, the senior executives. It's very good if you have... Uh, a professional degree or you have a business degree or public administration, public administration degree, because you have to, you know, you're running an organization compared to someone. If you want to break in as a journeyman or if you want to be, a, for example, a Border Patrol agent, you don't have to have a you don't need a college degree to be a, 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 a Border Patrol agent uh, under Customs and Border Protection. So it really depends, Renee, what positions you're going after, what career fields you want to get into. Depends on how much experience or academics that you need. Obviously, you know, for me, uh, you know, one area that uh, that uh, that I that I that I'm vying at, I'm not too sure if I'll be able to break into it before I retire from the government is their education arena. Uh, most people in the ed- education field within the government has to have some type of uh, teaching degree, especially being teachers uh, in, say, uh, in Dodge programs overseas. So it really depends on the career field you want to get into. So the question that you ask yourself is, well, how do I learn about that? And so for, for individuals, number one, who are aspiring to go into public or, or national military or, or other service organizations, you can check out the blog that Renee just posted And within our blog, um, when I write a blog, I try to pull in other sources because we're not selling anything. We're just a nonprofit, volunteer run. We have no agenda. We're just trying to help people navigate into their respective area of service. And so we do provide links from other organizations, such as uh, the Partnership for Public Service, Open Government, gov sites, uh, education sites, and sometimes do, uh, some dot com sites uh, like uh, Kath and Troutman or other resources out there. So we try to at least put together kind of a uh, just a eclectic a, a, a buff, uh, a re, a, of, a, an eclectic of uh, resources uh, in our blog so you can actually start learning about how to enhance your individual marketability and navigate to one of those service areas. And one last thing is when it comes to the federal government or academia or nonprofit or private sector, the, the one thing about looking for a government job compared to the private sector or the, uh, academia or whatever, it, you still use the same process in job searching. You have to number one, understand the skill sets you have to offer to, to that respective uh, organization. You have to know thyself. Number two, you have to assess the the, the industry. you got to learn about the organizations that you want to navigate to. Um, I'm not going to ask for answers, but do you know how many departments are under the executive branch within the federal government? Uh, do you know, um, you know, do you know the basic, uh, the, 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 basic construct of the constitution, things like that to understand, or do you know, the, do you know about the three branches of the federal government? Do you, know what type of opportunities each one affords. So as you, as you learn about your skill sets and you put them in a, in a very uh, – and you uh, kind of a you, – you put together a list of your strongest skill sets and your credentials and your experiences and you assess the, the career field that you're trying to break into, then, then it's easier to be able to actually kind of target those, those uh, uh, areas, that those career fields that you're trying to actually uh, break into. Uh it's just really knowing th- knowing thyself, knowing the environment or knowing the organizations you're trying to break into, it does assist with the with the navigation side. So hopefully that helps out.
2: Yeah, I think it does. And um, I don't think we disagree. I think we agree. <laughs> <laughs> I'm waiting for I'm waiting for the disagreement part, but I agree. I think the only part may have been me saying like the experience is not. As, as needed, but obviously in some, or certain areas you have to have experience. Uh, but I just feel like the the there's more. I feel like there's more opportunity, honestly, um, for folks that have a degree, have the certifications. Like you know, you have that, and you may not necessarily have the years and years as some some of these other areas are looking for. But you have a degree, you have certifications, so you you do have something. Not coming on, not coming in with zero, but having some credentials um there is an opportunity um there for you and i was see si- i was sitting here writing trying to trying to take a couple of notes to post up about knowing thyself knowing the industry knowing the organization uh, which i'll post in a second but uh ernest says here i have a degree in administration slash management and a master's in it dba i'm a sales force certified administrator so this opportunity for you Ernest.
1: so you're definitely you're doing everything you can to number one you have to build up their credentials to to raise your individual marketability, Ernest. And that's great. The one thing I want to touch on, and Ray, and we'll we'll finish it, we'll actually end this last segment with this. Um, You touched on it in today's workforce. Uh, Ernest and everybody else, and Renee, you know this. I know, and I'm learning how to navigate in this new environment. The workforce is changing. Uh, This is definitely... COVID, uh, this pandemic and it has been this last two years has shaken up uh, uh, America's workforce in a way that we just beyond our beyond our comprehension be, uh, before all this happened. For example, you know, giving people the opportunity to realize they can work remotely, uh, giving other people, empowering other individuals such as our frontline waiters and, and, and stewardess and and cashiers, they've been realizing they're getting, they need better pay, especially dealing with, and hopefully none of you are like this, dealing with really customers, very mean customers nowadays. So they realized they were in the front line of this pandemic the whole time. And now they're starting to actually kind of rise up, which they should, is say, we want better pay, we want better benefits. So this pandemic has shaken America's workforce. It's up to you. And me to understand how to where you fit within that workforce and how you actually mitigate how you how you engage it. Uh, for me, I realize that uh, when it comes to I've been working remotely for two years now. Oh my goodness! I realized during that time that number one, I can work re- work from uh, remote, but I realized also I miss the social environment within the within the office environment. But in remote work, I I form new principles of of my work ethics, such as when I'm working with other people, you're using the webcam, no excuses. If you're not a webcammer, become a webcammer. So as a credential career coach, when you're doing the interviews, you got to make sure your game is on. You got to make sure you have the proper lighting. You have to make sure you have the proper backing. You got to make sure you're on because this new workforce, this new environment is changing So even if you get to to actually enjoy or experience that we're working virtually, my philosophy is this. You're working virtually, but no one knows you're working virtually because you're engaged, you're on. So that's number one I'll give you. Make sure you're on in this new virtual environment. You guys from the IT side, you probably realize that. Uh, Number two is that uh, when it comes to your navigation on how you're marketing yourself, because jobs, because careers have, careers are being reshuffled and just the way you're your marketing yourself has changed, learn the new standards of individual marketability. Uh, it's no longer about your job title. It's more about your, your professional brand and your core competencies. Okay. And it's more about also working with teams and, and, and also collaborating with teams both on site and remotely, and what I'm trying to say is to you IT folks, is that when it comes to uh, your your raising how you're raising your individual marketability, it's not just having those credentials on the IT side; it's also acquiring and showcasing your soft skills, able to actually uh, lead others, able to build. Uh, to, to able to resolve you know, uh, resolve conflicts at work, uh, to deal with difficult challenges, to be able to lead others. Those soft skills are also going to become your your bread and butter juxtaposed to your technical skill sets. So the way the workforce is changing and it hasn't settled yet, I don't think no one knows. Even I don't know. It's, it's, we have to wait and see, but just do your best to kind of ride that wave, adjust be flexible, able to adapt and always, always, always. And this is, I think it's what helped me, you know, when it comes to how I navigated through the federal government in my sixth department and I'm, in, and I'm in, and where I'm back this is the third time back in the same organization. The one thing I think what really helps me, this misfit from Bellevue, Ohio is uh, I realize I'm not all that. So I, I always try to build people up around me, and I'm always trying to be of value to those around me. And I think that's why uh, why I've been asked to come back a third time at, in my current organization. Because in today's workforce, people around you are not are not the means; they are actually the end. They are they're the reason you're there. It's for them. And so, do your best to be a value to, to, to all those around you, not just your boss, but your peers and those under you. And always, always try to build up those around you because when you're building up other people, you're kind of building yourself up at the same time. So I'll leave it with that.
2: Alex, excellent points. Always, always excellent points, um, that you, that you put out there on so many different levels. Um, you know, some of the top, some of the, just the points about being, if you're not a Zoom or if you're not a camera person, be a camera person. Just the changes during this pandemic, the great resignation that it's so funny about a year ago. I I believe it started about a year ago. And I, I said it to, I remember saying this to some peers, like, and some people that weren't peers, like, oh, the great resignation. And they were like, ah, oh, I don't believe that. I was like, it's coming. <laughs> <laughs> when it, it made its round, when it gets to my mom, I know it has hit like the complete mainstream. Like, oh, people are just walking off of jobs. That's what she said to me. People are just walking off of jobs. I thought it was hilarious. Um, but all of the various changes that have happened during COVID, which has uh, just completely changed how we view work how um, people, you know, what people, like you said, what they will put up with, what they realize, all these various different um, pieces to the puzzle. And I think everything you said, you said it so eloquently, I will, I'm I'm not even going to uh, go over it again. Um, Thanks so much, Alex. That's what Ernest says, because we're coming up to the top of the hour. Uh, One other comment I'm going to post um, and read before we leave. David Mishi says, I'm looking for a DOD civilian cybersecurity position. I have a master's in information systems and security plus and two years of IT experience. Looking forward to checking your website out. Thank you, Alex Harrington and Renee, for sharing your professional experience. So, David, you're welcome. Definitely, definitely check out Federal Career Connection. That is the go-to place when it comes to navigating um, federal careers. So, and, and I will say ahead. this, and you
1: can, guys out there in the blog, um, it's a fairly new blog site, but there there are two blogs on cybersecurity careers. This in the search box in the blog uh, link, um, just type in cyber, you'll you'll get them, and it'll provide just a, a buffet of links that will take you more than a month or so to read through it. So go at it, have fun with it and, and, and increase your awareness so you can better navigate.
2: Absolutely, absolutely. So folks, it is the top of the hour, 8 p.m. on the East Coast here. So I am going to um, wrap up right now. Thank you again, Alex. We do this the last Wednesday of every month. So anyone who um, wants to connect and be here last Wednesday of every month. That's what we do, Federal Career Connection. Alex has come on, Julie, Broadway has come on. We have so many people from Federal Career Connection come on here and give amazing talks. Every single time I learn something new because I have shared a zillion times that the federal career space and the military space, all of that, as much as I am adjacent to it and love the folks in it, I am not, I don't have that personal experience as much. So, when Alex and his team come on and they talk about, you know, breaking into the federal government, breaking into, you know, all these different career opportunities, I mean, who knew that you at 39 and a half or 40 something that you could potentially go into these lines of service? I had no idea. Um, so, with all of that said, please check out Federal Career Connection. I am going to share the link again. It will be on the um, it will be on the website. I'm going to put it up. Federal, I'm going to share the blog right now. I'm gonna leave that up. Um, check that out. Follow Alex. Follow Federal Career Connection. They have something going on once a month, right, Alex? Once and a then, month, yes. Once a month, and then and then Alex, so one of your <coughs> team members comes here once a month as well. So twice a month this audience could have access to the folks at Federal Career Connection, So please, please, please do that. Again, Power Up Women's Conference. I will be coming after all of you. (laughs) As David Goggins says, get after it. I will be getting after you to donate and participate in part of the fundraiser this coming Friday. So look for that. It's posted up on my LinkedIn starting at 9 a.m. I think we might even start a little earlier, maybe 8.45. And it's new year, new career. We're going to be helping you with resumes, job hunting. Um, We're going to have people talking about how to manage your time, how to communicate Mm -hmm. like an executive, how to job hunt like a hacker. I mean, all these awesome topics. Please, please, please show up. It's all free as you are, as all of our stuff is. Um, But this time we are requesting and asking for donations to help support this um, teen con that I am, that I love to pieces. So Alex, I don't want to keep you any longer. Thank you everyone for being here. Always a fun audience. And Mm -hmm. we will see you tomorrow on CISO Thursdays. Bye everybody.